Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 78 of the Lift Free and Diet Hard podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Coates. And if you saw, if you follow my social media long enough in these episodes, you know that I love exploring media. I love marketing. I love the brand growth side of stuff, the social media stuff. And few people in the industry, uh, I've seen the kind of explosion in Eric Roberts' social media. This dude has been blowing up and there's so much more to him than just social media. We're going to talk all about that today. But if he's new to you guys, I want to introduce you. And it's not the Eric Roberts, who's the Expendables villain. Uh, <laughs> if you guys have seen that movie or what is he, Marconi in uh, one of the Batman movies, right. like Julia Roberts' brother. And I mean, that's the first thing you hear. I mean, maybe that's dating myself. Some people are like, who the hell is Eric Roberts? Well, you heard of Julia Roberts. So anyway, he's a Hollywood actor. So this is a different one. Eric is a coach, uh, writer, podcaster, YouTuber. Uh, and I mean... And we were going to talk a little bit about this and have some fun, but you have a million TikTok followers, right? Uh, right. So welcome to the show. It's great to have you. No, man, thank you so much for being on. And again, we were just kind of like off air chatting, but I, I just want to say, number one, like just, again, just so much respect for you and just, you know, like what, what you've done already in, in the industry. We were kind of chatting about, you know, people who kind of have that background versus maybe just like got, you know, famous overnight or whatever the case to be. And like, you just have so much cemented into the industry and like just, just nothing but respect, man. Well, again, I appreciate it. So let's let's actually have some fun here, right? Like, I guess a lot of this is, and you alluded to it. TikTok is a sort of place where you know people can grow a following really, really quickly, right? Um, and I know a lot of fitness professionals dismiss TikTok. They think, oh, it's song and dance for kids, you know, gatekeeper type stuff. They don't take it seriously. And so Jordan Syatt has been a major role model for me, and he's literally your mentor. And he's behind a lot of really successful people. We were talking about Beth Farrakko and Susan Niebergall and Carter Good. And there, there's a laundry list of people who are have very large social media followings, largely because of buying into Jordan's ideas about how to approach it. So and again, we can see rapid following and growth with TikTok. So I, I want to ask a sort of series of questions. You can go wherever you want. Why did you embrace TikTok? Um, what's the TikTok fitness ecosystem like? And how is it different from Instagram? And, and any thoughts on encouraging other people to embrace it? Yeah, so it's a great question. And, uh, you know, honestly, why did I embrace it? Because Jordan told me to fucking embrace it. Can I cuss on this podcast or? Absolutely. Go All nuts. Right. Okay. okay. All right. Um, yeah, Jordan was just like, I remember, uh, so I was in, I am still am uh, in his, he has him and Mike Bacanti, uh, two, two legends. Uh, they have a, something called a fitness business mentorship. And I was just kind of in there one day, you know, as I was going through some of their, they, they do like a live Q&A, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I remember it was like May it was May 28th, I think was the exact date, May 28th, 2020, because it was like three days before my birthday. And uh, he was just talking and doing a Q&A, Jordan was, and he was just like, get on TikTok. If you want to grow, get on TikTok. And I'm like, what the fucking TikTok? I'm like, what do you do on that? I'm like, all right, whatever, man. I'm like, I'll just start posting random shit, right? So literally that day, you know, that that night I posted, uh, I think it was three TikToks, three or four TikToks that night, just started rattling them off. And then uh, ever since then, I've literally posted at, at the very least two per day, if not more so like three or four per day, every single day for the past two year, almost two years now. Um, so that's that's why I got started on there because literally Jordan was just like, go do it. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. Uh, and really quickly, just a quick story, backstory on Jordan. Um, the guy, I mean, the guy is just the, the, the best human being ever. But I remember one time I, I messaged him on uh, Instagram. And I don't know, again, I don't know how that guy sees his messages. I, I don't know how many he gets, right? So it's like a message. And I was like, hey, bro, like, you know, like, you know, wanting to start this fitness thing, just kind of got, you know, because this was when COVID happens. I was like, eh, you know, just kind of got fired from my job. Like, you know, what do you think? And he's like, 
bro, let's hop on the phone. I'm like, what? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, bro, let's hop on the phone. So like literally we chatted on the phone for like 45 minutes. Like just he generously gave me his time for free. And we just kind of were going back and forth on some things. And uh, yeah, you know, ever since then, again, I've always been a huge fan of Jordan, just the way the human being that he, that he seemed to be. And like, you know, obviously I've, I've got to know him a bit more and he's an amazing human being. Um, but yeah, man, like that's, that's kind of how TikTok started. Um, and you know, the, the ecosystem within like the fitness space, um, I think it's I think it's hit or I, I say it's hit or miss because like there's so much that goes on. Like you'll have people who are are extremes in a sense of like I'll 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 get tagged in videos all the time because that's one big thing about TikTok, which like I don't know if I necessarily like or don't like, but there's a lot of like um people stitch other people's videos, right? So it's like or duet them or whatever the case may be, and like. I don't know if I like that because I feel like a lot of people just try to like other creators just try to like, Oh, I'm better than you or I'm this or I'm, this is dumb or whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of that stuff going on sometimes, but you know, you have the, like the, I'll get tagged in the, I lost 19 pounds in a week because of this hack. And I'm like, Oh, fuck me. Like, that's just terrible. Or like, you know, this was one person. It's like, Oh, lose 10 pounds every single week doing intermittent fasting. And like, there's just so much of that. And I don't, I, maybe it's just because of who I follow on Instagram, but I never really saw it to like that degree on Instagram, whereas opposed to on TikTok, like you just see the wildest stuff. And I think that again, because uh, the organic reach is so high, you you can really just like post, I don't say you, you just can't grow a following just like as you can, but you, you can, I think, grow a following easier than you could on an Instagram or YouTube or a podcast or whatever the case may be. And so, you know, if you have a, if you have a good physique or if, you know, you, if you make one or two videos, you know, you can rack up the followers, but it's like, well, what is this person actually doing? What do they actually know? Are they actually even a coach? Do they actually coach people? Do they just work out themselves? And so I think the, I think the overall ecosystem, but again, if you, if you find that little pocket, which I think of like, you know, me, Beth, Jordan, like there's some other people that I can name, but it's like, if you find that, that kind of good pocket, you can get those people who are like, ah, okay. Like these, you know, they're heading in the right direction. So you actually just helped me kind of understand something because I just like was playing with it and contrast you to Instagram and ultimately compared to TikTok, Instagram is more mature. Now, something I've said for a while, there is a lot more available real estate to establish yourself in TikTok. We're going to come back to that where again, Instagram is a little more mature. So most of the established industry leaders in, in our evidence-based corner, because there's our evidence-based corner, and then there's like the big competitive side, the aesthetic side, right? And some people merge those worlds. You get Holly Baxter and Lane Norton and Mike Isertel and you know the whole bunch of people who actually could, and even Jordan Syatt himself, they kind of live in both worlds. But our corner tends to be a bit smaller. So with Instagram, most of the, I guess, Figures who've been around a long time have really built up a lot of capital in their careers. I, I like using Luca Hosevar as an example. Jordan Syed certainly is a great example. But I don't know if, if you're familiar with people like Nick Winkleman, John Berardi. Like John Berardi's not doing TikTok, right? So there are so many of these people who are already there on Instagram. And most of them won't turn around and then go over into the new platform because they're fairly established. We're going to get into just because I'm going to ask you later how much like time and effort goes into this so people understand. So TikTok is probably a more fertile ground for people who haven't necessarily established, and this is not you because we're going to get into your legacy, but haven't necessarily established as much other media, and then they can kind of skyrocket. And But that's not that different from Instagram's earlier days with the aesthetic stuff when it had the same level of organic reach, right? So Instagram has matured, whereas TikTok is a bit more of the Wild West. 
And it makes sense that people who are looking for new opportunity are probably going to have embraced uh, TikTok. And then you get someone like a Beth Farako, who is wonderful, kind, evidence-based, had not established like what I would call like a, a well-known industry leadership position in, in the past, even despite her experience as a coach. And then TikTok is a great playground for her to then grow and blow up like 550,000 followers. So anybody listening, I mean, I personally endorse, even though I haven't yet embraced TikTok, I endorse, this is a really good route for you to grow a brand, grow media. Don't ever let anybody kind of shoot it down because you can get in front of a lot of people. And while I don't subscribe to accumulating followers as a vanity metric, we all say we want to help more people. And if more people are following and seeing your message, you are reaching more people. And if you have good information, you are competing against the people who are sharing the detox bullshit. So, I mean, you could take that anywhere. I certainly want to ask what the, the amount of time and effort, what it looks like behind the 15 second reels, how much of your day is spent plus interacting with a million followers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, one, one real quick note on like the TikTok thing. I think though, even if you do have an established uh, platform somewhere else. Like the amount of people who tell me, oh man, I found your TikTok. And then I Googled your name and I went to your podcast and I went to your articles and I went to your, it's like, it's just awareness. That's really all it is. Right. So it's like, that's one of the reasons why I, I love it so much. It's not because like, oh, you get a million followers on TikTok and your life set, but it's like, you know, they can find you. They want to learn more about you. They can look up your articles, your podcast, all that kind of stuff. So I, I do think that's a super interesting uh, concept. Um, when it comes to the amount of time, um, yeah, I mean, so like, okay, I'll give you an example. Um, like today, I've filmed uh, all, of my, um, all of my TikToks slash uh, social media posts, and I wrote all of the captions for them today. Um, you know, behind that 15 second reel, I probably filmed about uh, anywhere between six to 10 like posts today. Um, and I wrote the caption for, for them as well. I would say between the filming, the editing, the caption writing, all that kind of stuff. Thus far, it's probably taken me about two hours today. And again, like that might go to a 30 second TikTok or a 30 second Instagram reel or whatever the case may be. Um, but, you know, because again, the caption, the editing, the, you know, back and forth and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I do think that like, I think uh, this, was, this was something I underestimated. Again, Jordan kind of slapped me in the face with this. I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm doing kind of good on the Instagram or whatever. And he's like, bro, you've posted one time in three days. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's, I was like, is that not good, man? He's like, no, that's not good. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, and ever since then, it's like, all right, well, again, ever since then, it's been two times a day, Instagram, four times a day, TikTok, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it does. It is, uh, it is definitely time consuming. I think especially people who get started in the industry, I think underestimate how much time that will take. And I also think that when you first start, it's going to take even longer, right? Because like, you're not, you haven't done four Instagrams or four TikToks every day for the past three years or whatever the case would be. So it's going to be, you know, that one thing might take you five times as long, right? So I think there is uh, more that may go into it. And, you know, I'll even like, I'll film stuff sometimes and I'm like, I mean, like that. Like that sucked. Why would I even think that was a good idea? I'm like, oh, I got to either go back and refilm another one or pick a different idea. Or, you know, I think now I'm, a, I would say a bit quote unquote luckier because well, I would say lucky, more fortunate because I've done it for so long that the, the following has grown and like I get questions, right? So I can go into my comment section, like look at the questions people are asking and so on and so forth. Right. And also I just know like, 
because I've done it just because it's a skill, like, like weightlifting is a skill and riding a bike is a skill. The more you do it, the better you get it. Like I can kind of tell what kind of content will hopefully be helpful, you know, more so than others. But um, yeah, I would say that's kind of the, the back, a long answer there, but that's kind of the backstory to what maybe goes into it. Would you wish a million followers and the messages and the interactions, the obligation upon anybody, would you wish that upon people? What do people not understand about what that means? I, I think it depends on the individual. Um, a lot of people don't understand a few aspects of this. Um, just number one, the sacrifice that goes into like, it, this doesn't happen by chance. Um, like I'm not just sitting here, like working a few hours. Like I, I work literally every day, all day on Chris, like, and I'm not saying people have to do this, but like, that's just kind of what it takes. And you know, Jordan and I were actually discussing that earlier, but it's like, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. And like, I don't have much, I don't have any of a social life. I don't have much of a personal life. I don't really do anything other than work. And I'm not saying that's bad. I I enjoy what I do, but I I don't think people understand the actual amount of time. And that's just, that's just the social media part. Like not even the other part of running the business, doing the training, all that kind of stuff. So I think it, it, I also think number two, it depends on the kind of person you are. I am a, uh, I have no other option because I will not be able to work for somebody. I, I just can't, I can't fathom me listening to anybody else or I, I just, I can't do it. So for me, I need to do what I do or I would lose my mind. Um, and I also think like I have a very, um, I, I do not care what people think a lot and not to be like an asshole, but like when somebody leaves a negative, which by the way, there are literally hundreds of people per day who leave negative comments to me, calling me fat or call me I have no clue what I'm doing or this guy's an idiot or this that and the other right so it's like but I don't really I don't say I don't care about the thing those things earlier on that was kind of like a oh, what the like no I'm not fat or whatever the case may be right but it's like really even then I was like all right well I knew this was going to happen so just kind of block or delete or whatever the case may be and just kind of move on with life but I think like you have to be that kind of person or at least train yourself to be that kind of person where it's like brush it off, keep going, brush it off, keep going. And, and, but again, it's, it's changed my life forever. My life will forever be changed of what I, you know, I've been able to, to create again with the help of many people, not just myself, but you know, the help I've been able to create. And it's also changed hundreds and hopefully millions of people's lives as well. Right. Where it's like, you know, I have a podcast, right. And like I have my clients come on and my clubhouse members come on and all that kind of stuff. And there's people who message me day to day and they're like, fuck man. Like I thought, I had to do keto and like I was beating myself up so bad because I can't eat carbs, but I realized I can eat carbs and I'm down 15 pounds. I'm down a hundred pounds. Like the amount of people you're able to positively impact, I think, you know, Farley outweighs the negative side of it. Just as long as you like, you can uh, find yourself through that force, so to speak of, you know, what, what kind of happens when you do have a larger following. And I know Jordan's talked about this as well with like a larger following and what, you know, what comes with it and so on and so forth. Like, you know, I'll be, and it's not to say I'm, I'm not like fucking famous, but like I'll be at the gym or at the grocery store and people are like, oh shit, I saw you on TikTok, where the case should be. I'm like, ah, I gotta like watch myself, man. I'm like, gotta make sure I'm always good. But you know, it's, I think there's far more positives than there are negatives if you're willing to do what it takes and if you want to do what it takes to get there. Cause some people don't want to like do, you know, have millions of followers or, and I don't even necessarily want millions of followers, but I do have very high like, you know, ambitions and things of that nature. So, Again, a long-winded answer, but I think all those things kind of kind of come into play. Oh, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to evoke what the experience was like because, I mean, you know, from I don't have TikTok. 
right? I mean, like I literally do. I think there's one post up on there. I haven't embraced <laughs> it yet. So I don't, I'm not dealing with that. And I have just shy of 44,000 Instagram followers now. And it's growing rapidly. Uh, your Instagram following, I, what is it? It's got to be over 150 by now, something along those lines. Well, yeah, it's funny because again, I don't really check, but Jordan asked me last night. So it's like one, 191 or something oh, like see, that. Like right that's, now. that's surged even more. Holy crap. And I'm guessing to a certain extent, A, the reels are going real like super organic on Instagram, but I'm guessing you're also backfilling. If you've got a million people on TikTok, a lot of those people are Instagram people. They know who you are. They're coming to find you on Instagram as well. So like, and I know the amount of messages and interactions that I deal with being on my social media. Now I'm a very full-time coach as are you, but I mean, I'm also, I, cause I think you're primarily in the online space, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas like, I'm like in person, like full-time plus I have like a smaller online business compared to what you would have. And I know the amount of interactions and how distracting that is. You have many magnitudes, more people interacting so that it makes me go, well, if that scales to that degree, holy shit, I would find that profoundly overwhelming. If someone could say to me tomorrow, you could have 1 million Instagram followers. I would probably say no to that, right? If they were engaged or whatever, I would not want to scale it overnight. And again, it doesn't work that way but I wouldn't want what comes with that. I wouldn't want to deal with that at all. It would be too overwhelming for me. That's interesting. You know, so here, here's, I think you can set, set boundaries, right? So like, for example, um, I, I wake up around like four, four thirty, whatever, right? I'm an early riser. Um, I do not get on any of my social medias until 11 AM, not a single, not, not even opening, no messages, no nothing. Right. Because if I do, it's going to be down that it's going to be down. The, and I used to like, and I learned this because I would wake up and like the first thing I would do before I like, you know, responded to my mother was like, get on TikTok and answer comments. Right. And, like that was the first thing I did. And I was like, man, like this is getting to uh, a little bit too much. And, and I do feel like, you know, some guilt in terms of like, no, I can't get to every single message or every single comment or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I, that, that's, that was honestly a really hard part for me, which was like the not getting to everybody. Cause that really, like that really fuck with me. Um, but again, like I think number one, I think people do understand to a degree. And number two, like, again, I think the, when you weigh the pros versus the cons, right. If I make a, an Instagram story, you know, what it, like, for example, uh, like last week, I think it was, um, I posted some Instagram stories about, you know, some of the clients I'm working with or just like, and just like, you know, how they made transformations and these people are doing these amazing things. And I was like, Hey, like you can fucking do this too. Like you got this, you put the fucking work in like all that kind of stuff. Right. And I think like, just seeing that Instagram story, for example, if they had a question of like, how do I stay motivated or whatever the case may be, they see that and they're like, oh shit, like, all right, like I, I got me some juice here. You know what I mean? So I think the the overall positive benefit is, is always going to be uh, outweighing the negative. And again, I don't, where this is right, wrong or different, I don't know. But like, I, I really try not to wrap myself up in like the, the, the followers or the messages or the likes or all those kind of things. Like I, I am so appreciative people enjoy it. I'm so like, I, it's, again, it's changed my life forever, but like, you know, I, I do try to make sure I spend some time away. Like I'm not just in the DMS 24 seven, like I'm in there as much as I can. And I want to help as much as I can, but I'm, I'm getting much better even you know, recently at, at finding that balance of like, answering DMs. I can do it for five hours a day, or I can, you know, work on the business or do whatever. Right. So it's like, and finding that balance is, 
I think it's tough, but I think the again, the more you do, I think the better, the better you will get at it. So that's kind of like my just my my two cents on it. Just from again, just for, I haven't been, you know, I don't like. I'm not saying I'm I'm doing this shit forever. I, I really haven't. Um, but like just from what I've experienced thus far. So what was sort of the the growth of your fitness career? Like what's sort of the history there? What have you done as a coach? And yeah. what was it like before the social media explosion? And what's it like now in terms of what you do that people don't see? Because they see the media, they see the reels, they yeah. see the, the TikToks. What don't they see? Yeah. So I mean, so at first it I mean, before I actually started coaching, coaching, I just got obsessed with fitness at like 16. Like I remember I was like, you know, going to parties and I'm like leaving parties at 9 p.m. And people are asking me why I'm leaving. I'm like, I got fucking bench tomorrow. I got, you know, five by five. I got, I got three, five, one. I got to hit. Right. So it's like, you know, I just got, I got obsessed with it. Um, I started training people in person uh, probably about when I was, was either 20 or 21. So I started, I moved out of my house, started training people. Yeah. When I was 20. Yeah. When I was 20. So I'm about to be 26 this year. So I started training people when I was 20 years old, um, in-person training for three and a half years. I did, I, it, it's, it was kind of like an orange theory. And I say kind of, because like, I just did kind of whatever the hell I wanted to. Um, I didn't really follow the guidelines that they kind of gave me. Um, so, you know, I, I trained people, but the cool thing is really cool thing. It really helped me out a ton, which was like, at any point in time, I would have anywhere from, you know, 200 to 350 people enrolled in this program that I had, you know, per month, right? So like, the amount of people who I saw come through that program over a three and a half year span, just do the math, right? Like call it 250 people for three and a half years. You know, the amount of people who were ex, ex you know, professional football players to people who just joined the gym for their very first day, who were intermediate, who had only done, you know, boot camp class, whatever the case may be, right? So it's like the amount of knowledge and the amount of in-person training experience I got during that time is, is invaluable. I wouldn't be able to do what I do right now if I didn't have that, because, you know, when we talk about not like so many things and, and you know this as well, right? It's like how to program a workout to keep somebody safe. Like, you know, you know, what cues to say to make them not, you know, come up on their toes when they squat, all those things. Are like, I think a lot of times people don't, they don't even think about because they never coach people in person. Right. And, uh, you know, you know, being, if somebody is, you know, on the more, uh, more overweight side that, you know, getting up and off the ground is kind of a pain in the ass. So if you program workouts, it's like up and down and up and down and like, Jesus Christ, like this sucks. Right. So just stuff like that allowed me to, uh, you know, really get a lot of in-person training experience. Um, you know, again, did that for, you know, about three and a half years. And uh, again, even during that time, like, you know, it would be up at three 30 at the gym by four, four 30 work until eight 30 PM come home, do it all over again. Just, you know, the, just an absolute grind. Um, but I, I just truly felt like it was what I had to do. And, uh, it's funny enough, like a lot of my friends who were doing, cause I, I did it because I had a friend who was also doing it at the time. And like, you know, some, some of them kind of like fizzled out and I was just like, I had like a crossroads and I was like, am I going to keep doing this or am I going to find something else? Cause like, it wasn't. I love what I did, but again, like, you know, you were, I was working at a gym for pennies. Let's be honest. Right. I really wasn't making that much money. And like, because just the way that my, my gym was kind of set up as, um, and I was like, man, am I going to keep doing this? And I was like, I love this. Like, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. Like, I I just, I gotta keep going. I gotta figure it out. And I knew I always wanted to do my own thing just because again, the way I'm kind of bred and stuff. And like, so I was like, no, I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going, figure it out, figure it out. And, uh, you know, it's, it started to kind of just, you know, dive in. And again, like I, I tell people all the time, like I have this post on Instagram. If you scroll back on my Instagram, it'll be there it's awful but i it's like i can't even look at the camera correctly i'm like i'm like i stuttering the, the lighting is awful like it's terrible but like i just put it on there i was like 
I'm going to start posting content. So, you know, it is what it is. I just want to help people. And, you know, that's what it was. And that was probably roughly about six months before uh, I stopped in-person training. And the only reason I really stopped in-person training was because COVID happened. So obviously my gym shut down, all that kind of stuff happened. And I was like, well, all right, big guy. Like, yeah, I got, you know, I had no income, right? Like that was my only source of income. So I had no income. I had no online clients at this time, nothing, right? It was just, I was like, you know, talk all this shit, Eric, you want to do this by yourself? Like, here it is. Like, you know, go out and see what happens. And, uh, you know, from there, it's just been like head on, like just all day, every day, like, let's just get it done. There's no other option at this point. Right. So yeah, from there, you know, just, again, just continue to try to, you know, perfect my craft and just, again, got a shit ton of help from, I think, so I, I think I joined the, I think I joined Jordan's help. I think in like, uh, it was either right around February, March, April, somewhere around that time. I, I kind of, uh, you know, got with Jordan and Mike and kind of, you know, got them to help me and so on and so forth. Learned so, I mean, just so much from them, so much invaluable information. I'll never be able to repay them for. And I tell them that all the time. Um, but you know, that's when I kind of started and like, it's just kind of been, you know, balls to the walls from there. You know what I mean? And I hope people kind of go in if they're listening and they aren't yet following you, right? Because I think one thing you've done really well is you've attracted the end user more than like my following is half fitness professionals. And I enjoy that. Now, I don't do very much that like markets to fitness professionals. I still coach people in person. Uh, you know, my online training is for, you know, the everyday person. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's cool. I get to, to write and I get to do go do speaking engagements within the industry. but and this will go into kind of your long-term ambitions as well, because I don't necessarily know where mine are. I'm just enjoying the process, but you've done a really good job of actually going out and getting the person who wants to coach with us. And I think that some people can get caught up in trying to create content for the wrong audience. So I don't know any thoughts there. And I'll let you like, take that into, well, where do you want to take this long-term? Because I mean, if you're at a million TikTok followers right now and almost 200,000 Instagram followers, that's still going to scale. You'll be at half a million Instagram followers and shit. I don't know. It's like eight to 10 million TikTok followers in time. <laughs> what the hell does that look like? What do you want to do? Yeah. With um, yeah. So I think, um, so I think the first, I'm sorry, the, the first question, I, I apologize. What was the first question again? Um, I mean, I'm not even sure I remember the first question, but <laughs> you know what? Like it'll, it'll come back to me. See, I'm terrible for that. And audience, I apologize. I'll ask two, three questions and let someone just kind of go with it. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's go with where do you kind of see this all, you know, taking you in your career progression? Yeah, I mean, um, oh, it was the end user. Um, it was like top, top of the end, the end user. Um, yeah, so for, I think people get first off, they get lost in the they want to sound smart to people. Um, like, you know, like, for example, like, if you watch some of my videos, um, <laughs> I'll do like exercise corrections. And I don't know if you notice this, but like, I'm never like, Oh, if you're doing this one arm rear delt bias uh, row, here's how to fix that. Because people are like the end user who I'm I'm trying to help. They're like, what the fuck is a one arm rear delt bias fucking 45 degree? It's like, hey, if you're doing this exercise, and I know what it is. Or, you know, if, if I know, I don't even say an RDL sometimes. I'm like, hey, if you're doing this exercise, here's how to help. So I think like people just trying to stroke their own egos and like sound smart. I think it's either stroke their own egos to sound smart to other fitness professionals to make it seem like they know what they're talking about or I think it's almost out of fear of other fitness professionals attacking them. I'm like, oh, this isn't right. No, no, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, dude, I, and, and I've, I've had that before. Like people, like, again, I, we chatted earlier all fair about, you know, sometimes people will, or back, you know, a few, about, about a year ago, people were like attacking me because I like, I was oversimplifying things too much. And I was like, 
Do you not understand? That's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> like that's the ex- you are giving me a compliment, my friend. Um, because like I think they try to uh, sound again, whether it sounds smart for their own ego or sound smart for other fitness professionals. And like if you're trying to help the everyday average person who is not a fitness professional, they don't know what gluconeogenesis is. They don't know what a one arm rear delt bias row. Like they don't know these things. They just want to get better, right? So I think like that's where I think sometimes people kind of fall into the trap. Um. That's number one. Number two, uh, my ambitions. Um, I know I have very big ambitions. Um, I, you know, I, I've kind of been sh- not struggling with this, but kind of just going back and forth in terms of like, so like right now I have an assistant coach who obviously coaches under me as well. Um, she is just absolutely crushing it. She's killing it. I love her. She was a, a previous client of mine. Um, and I'm like, kind of like debating. Cause it's like, do I want to, so I also kind of have like a, um, kind of like Jordan's like inner circle. So I kind of have like a, a group coaching option as well. So I have that. And again, I very, very fortunate. Both are, you know, doing extremely well and I'm very, very blessed and grateful. Um, and I'm just kind of like, you know, wondering on the business side of things, what I want to keep doing. Do I want to hire more coaches? I have a few, actually a few clients in mind who I, who I think would be tremendous coaches. So like, you know, do I want to scale that way? Do I want to continue to, I want to scale in all the ways really. Cause I, I just want to, I'm very big on like uh, 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 making sure you reach your potential. And I think, but we're so far from our potential that like, it's just, it's so intriguing to me what's possible. And I was very lucky growing up where my parents both literally always told me they were like, you can do whatever, whatever you want to do, you can do. Like they never, never set a bar. And they were always like, literally, whatever you want to do, you can do. And like, you know, my mom is like, honey, you're the best, do whatever you want. My dad's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but like, you got to work your ass off essentially. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll, I'll do whatever the hell I want then. Right. So in terms of like where I see it going, just continue to grow, uh, continue to grow and continue to, I think and my, my biggest thing is just, again, like help, because I, I see again, like when I go on TikTok and I see these videos of these people who just are, are promoting these things that, uh, again, it's really, really aren't healthy, to be quite frank with you. Like I had a, again, I, you know, I, I do coach people. Um, so I had a conversation with my clients earlier and she was just like telling me about how, like I asked her, hey, like, do you want to have a protein shake before you go out to eat for lunch so you don't overeat or something like that? And she, she never responded like for three days. And I was like, I'm like, hey, like, what's you, you good? Like, what's going on? And she's like, well, to be honest with you, like, don't protein shakes cause cancer because the carcinogens in, in them? And like, but she was like, well, I was in this group and that's all they told me. I couldn't have dairy. I couldn't have this because it's going to cause cancer and all this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, people just need help. Like, people need real help. And like this, like for, I, I, it's just like, you know, you think about like, you know, all this, like CDC, all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, who's talking about exercise? Who's talking about losing body fat to help you? Who's talking about strength training? Who's talking about these simple things that like, we don't even talk about anymore. Right. So it's like, I think really just continuing to help as much as possible. And the other real ambition I have, and this is like a real, real thing. I talk about this often on my social media, which is like, the way I was brought up, like you can do anything you want to people, the amount of people who set glass ceilings on themselves for, I have no reason why so many people. And like, I just want people to literally understand, like you can do whatever you want to do, man. Like literally anything you want to do, you can accomplish. And like, that's the reason I got into coaching anyway, because I often saw like when I was working out with my friends, I would always get so much, I would get so much juice. I would get so fired up when like, they hit a PR or when they lost weight or when they looked better for whatever the case may be. And I was just like, 
these people like don't understand, like they set these ceilings on themselves that aren't, they're not even real. Like you're just setting that limitation on yourself for, I don't know what reason. So like go fucking crush it, like absolutely kill it. So that's a, that's a huge thing for me because I think it's unacceptable to live life any other way than that right there. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm just like so ranting. Up you, I, I, keep making notes <laughs> no, I, I like this and you're giving me so much to throw at. So I've actually got to knock off a few points. This, this artificial ceiling, I believe that I'm going to come at it two ways. Anybody who listens, follows my media. Just yesterday, I put up a video of my client, Larry. He's creeping up on 72. Yeah, the, the best. Yeah. Oh, he's wild. Susan Niebergall fucking loves him. I know. Like, I know. And he, he thinks Susan's wonderful. So like 401 pound trap bar deadlift for three. I mean, he, we pulled a 445 single recently, which is nuts. I mean, he's nuts. Great. And so like if he's capable of doing that, like people, I love Sheridan because he's a great story. He's a great avatar. And you got 25 year olds. Look at this guy. I have no fucking excuses. Right. So the thing about uh, the second half of the, the sort of artificial ceiling we put on ourselves. And I've told this in presentations and I love this. I used to believe that I couldn't be the sort of person who could grow a large social media follower. Mm. I used to believe I, was the kind of trainer who I'm just the gym floor trainer and all these coaches on T nation, they're in this kind of status and, and there's no like reaching that I've been writing for T nation for three years. Um, you know, Oh, I could never be the sort of person who's writing for muscle and fitness magazine or generation iron check, check. And we'll see where else this takes us. I could never be the sort of person who has a successful, well-circulated podcast for many years or get invited on dozens upon dozens of podcasts I, and I never believed that I'd be the sort of person who's getting flown to the United States to give talks and presentations. And yet here we are at all those sort of things. And that's now we'll see where it all goes. Right. And that sounds like bragging. No, it's like, it's an illustration to anybody listening. I mean, yeah, I mean, my career is 11 and a half years long. And I love, there's a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes that people don't see, but you know, like just smash those beliefs. Let's go back a little further to something you said about the criticism from other fitness professionals. While it's uncommon, I've had a couple of, of times, there's a, a guy who's well-known and mostly known as kind of being a difficult personality who saw a video that I put on so social media of me squatting. I won't say names. And I accidentally filmed it in slow motion. But afterwards, I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. So came in and manufactured a criticism about the movement. I mean, it was total like nonsense. And I'm, I'm going, hey, no, like the, I don't... This is, that's not the case. And meanwhile, friends of mine, Dr. Sam Spinelli, doctor of physical therapy and Dr. Mike Gizertel, PhD in exercise science, both come in and they're like, no, this is great. There's nothing wrong here. Most of the people across the industry are overwhelmingly going to, you're going to have positive interactions with them. Most of them aren't necessarily going to be on your media. I've met a lot of these people. I know them in person. They become good friends of mine. So that's why they're on mine. They sometimes see this stuff but they're far more likely to turn around and give you positive responses versus negative. There are difficult people in our industry. They will exist once you know who they are. There's another individual, not interested in saying names, but a malevolent piece of garbage who has been difficult with almost everybody across the industry. Some people just avoid dealing with this guy like the plague. Someone posted one of my posts on his wall. This person comes in, makes just some sort of like superficial, dismissive, nasty comment. And I normally don't do this, but I lit him up. He didn't respond. And I have no time for this person. He'll never be on my podcast. I'll never promote his work. He's an awful human being, right? Worst kind. And, but guess what? 
they're rare. The overwhelming majority of the people out there are more like Susan Ebergall, are more like Jordan Syatt, are more like all the other positive people that I, I love having on this, this podcast. Your energy radiates through this stuff. So, and then I'll, I'll go one further. We talked about this a little off air as well. There are bullies out there and there are bullies. I put this up on my, my story just a couple of days ago and a lot of people reshared the story. There are a lot of people who are bullies and they, they get to bully others under the guise of fighting misinformation yeah. <laughs> or, or attacking out. Guess what? I've seen some people do some really malevolent shit and deserve a teardown. But I also watch carefully the people who are doing the tearing down, because if that's part of their brand and their media, that says a lot about them too. And I usually give those people a very wide berth because sometimes the cause is noble, but you know, these people oftentimes manufacture a lot of noble causes and you can see the pattern and they're bullies. And, and I'm not talking about people who make fun of, if, if, if you're Lane Norton, who's actually taking on verifiable famous charlatans, Lane is great. I've met him in person, love his stuff. You know, he's bombastic as all hell, big personality. That's okay. I, I don't want to really like, okay, I'll say it. Like, we all know who Joel Seidman is. I, I don't really know Joel very well. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but we all know he does a lot of circus nonsense on his media. <laughs> and if somebody is going to take a video and kind of make some fun of that, again, I'm okay with that too, right? But if everything about your media is, let's rip apart what everybody else is doing. Now, I'll tell everybody, go look at Eric's media. Eric doesn't do this sort of stuff. It's all positive. It's all sharing basic, actionable stuff. You radiate positive energy. People are drawn to it. And you didn't attract a tribe because it's about the tribe you attract. If you attract the type of mentality of people who want to roast marshmallows on the bonfire of the teardowns, that's going to be an awful tribe to ultimately have surrounding you. So I try to avoid those sort of things. Anyway, so just some of the things that you said that I want to touch on. And... Your business is gonna suck, right? Like if if you're if you're getting famous just because you're in constant drama and beef twenty four, like the following you're getting is not like you're not gonna you're not you're not helping people. You're not like one of the one of my biggest things is again like I talked we talked all fair about you know like TikTok is a lot of like stitches and duets and stuff like that and like cool whatever, but you don't see me doing any of that shit. And be, it's because number one, I, I just don't have time to be like go scrolling through TikTok and see these things. I'm, I'm doing other things. Um, but number two, like, I don't, I don't care. Like people will tag me, like they'll, they'll tag me in these posts where it's like, I lost 19 pounds in a week. And I'm like, you know, that's a dumb video. What do you want me to say? Like, you, you want me to like create some sort of like drop, like whatever the case may be. Like if you follow me and my content, you know, that's a dumb video. So I don't have to go out of my way to tear this person down, whether they deserve it or not. I, I, I have, I don't care about that human being. I care about myself and what I do and my family, those kind of things. And I care about the people who follow me. I, I these other people have no bearing to me. Like I, I it, I'm not going to go out of my way again. Like, unless it's just, I don't know, unless it's just something so terrible. But again, if you go through any of my stuff, like, like, like you said, you'll see, I don't do this stuff. Cause I, I just, I don't think me personally, I don't think that's a telltale sign of a coach who is just like nonstop wanting to help people. They're just like finding other people's content to like, and I see a lot of this like one up. They're like, oh, well, I'm better because this, or this person's stupid because of that. And it's like, stop, just post helpful content. Like you don't have to tear, 
I think Gary Vee said this. You don't got to tear somebody else's building down to, to build the biggest building in town. Like just build your biggest building. And that's how you're going to get really, really, really successful. Stop trying to tear other people down. So that's, that's kind of my two cents. And I don't, I don't deal with any of that. Like I'm doing my shit. That's it. And that's just the bottom line. And you're a good role model for anybody else. Like literally go follow. Even if you're not interested, like the, the basic, like, you know, helpful nutrition tips to your fitness professional, go follow Eric just simply to see how he's doing things. You can learn a lot from him. I appreciate that, my friend. How do you sustain your idea creation process? If you're doing four social media posts a day, plus you have a podcast, plus you write articles, right? It's not just social media. There's more depth. How do you, how do you create, how do you keep creating? (laughs) You know, what's funny is that was one of the things like when I got off the phone with Jordan the first time and he told me I had to post like three times a day, I was like, what the fuck am I going to post about? (laughs) Like, I don't fucking know. Um, to this day, man, like, you know, I like actually funny enough, I literally have it right here. Like, you know, I don't know if you'll be able to see and obviously nobody will see, but it says like, you know, social media ideas. And I'm just like going through, like, I just write down, I have like, Hey, weekend calorie cycling, you know, losing weight versus losing fat. Like just honestly. And again, this is, I think the cool part about, uh, you know, actually really coaching people on like what some like fitness influencers do. Um, you get questions every day from your clients and you get, you know, you get questions in your comments and you know, you have conversations with some of your clients. Like for example, this weekend calorie cycling, the past two weeks, I've had three conversations with my clients where we've had to, you know, kind of change up their programs because on the weekends they were kind of eating more calories and so on and so forth. So we had to make sure they were in overall weekly calorie deficit. So this weekend calorie cycling, that's how that came up. And I just put a post about it today on Instagram. I don't, or I don't know how it'll do, but like, that's how that idea came up. Right. So I think just, you know, uh, being actually immersed in actually coaching people and actually getting, you know, working through, I have weekly check-ins, right? So it's like every single week I got more quote unquote content to come up with because my clients ask you this, we cover that. We talk about the scale, this, how to get more steps that. So I think like actually being a real coach and being immersed in it. I also think like actually doing it yourself. Like if I'm training and if I'm watching my nutrition, if I'm doing those things, well, I got a lot of stuff going on already because like I'm doing this too. Like, you know, whether it's different exercises or whether it's, you know, this, that, and the other. So I think those kind of things come up also again, you know, as you know, uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a larger following, I guess, whichever way you want to look at it, um, a larger following leads to just more questions, right? So I can go through my comments section. I can go through my DMs. I can go through all those kind of things and, you know, kind of get the gauge on what people are kind of looking for. Um, I think those are my main things. And just at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a bottom line. You have to do your shit. Like I I don't, there's no, there's no gray area for me. Like, yeah, you have to, I have to check these things off every single day. I wrote down today. I have to make my six Instagram posts for the next couple of days. I have to make my TikTok posts, like get it done. I don't care what has to happen. Like it has to get done. So, and and nothing will, I'll come up with something. Like, I don't know what it'll be, but I'll come up with something. So I think that's the kind of mentality I take at least to it. And you're not afraid to use very basic concepts to serve your audience, right? And this is a big one. Like people are afraid. This is in one of my presentations. I've got an old article on this. You know, you, we're all afraid it's all been said before, right? And you can use, like, none of these concepts are, are we're not coming up with original new ideas. We're not. It's just, I mean, Jordan Syed's been saying this stuff for a very long time in his articles, I mean, his uh, infographics in 2017. You are going to repeat the same concept as something that Spencer Nadolsky said, or Sohi Lee said, or someone else in the industry. And if you go into your stuff, you've created a library for the people who are engaged with you because. Yes, there's going to be some overlap between <clears throat> people who follow you, Sohi, Jordan, but you have become the go-to fitness person for your following, right? They may follow other fitness professionals, but a significant number of the people who are following you, you are their primary resource. 
and there are people discovering fitness for the first time. There are people whose mentality or like the timing is where they've shifted. So that post that you shared today is timely. I love this response. My favorite response, I get it all the time. I needed this today. It's my favorite fucking thing in the universe, right? Because that person wasn't in that focus or that headspace one, two, five months ago. I reuse posts all the time. This morning, I was just a little bit shy on time yesterday. I, you know what? I had something, I had a confrontation with some difficult people at that are like every, all the gym members really hate these guys. And I approach them professionally and politely. And they basically take eight to 10 minutes between their, their sets. They hog multiple racks during prime time. And I asked for one of their racks when there were two of them bars, same height. They could easily interchange the weights. They fuck off halfway across the gym, come back eight minutes later. And I asked them, Hey, can I have this rack? I know you guys, same bar height. You can change your weights back out. I know you guys take a lot of rest time. And this young man was just insolent. So I was more assertive and ultimately I got the rack. Anyway, so they ran to the front, complained, said that I kicked them off the rack, said I said something that I didn't say. I had witnesses to this whole thing. Anyways, I was just really pissed off. And then things got a little bit hotter because again, they're lying. So, and then multiple members came up and said, thank you. Thank you for like dealing with these guys because they're a known pet peeve. The, the staff at the front say there's complaints about these guys daily. And meanwhile, and again, like you can't let this stuff affect you because it takes you off mission. So I took last night and I just sat down and I played some video games and I don't do that. And so today I didn't have a post available. So guess what? I shared one from the past that I shared sometime in the middle of last year. And before I logged on here, it was doing super well. It's getting response, new followers coming in. It's okay to do that, okay? Guys, mm -hmm. you can reuse stuff. But bottom line, you're, you are going at every basic accessible question and concept imaginable because that's ultimately still what people need because there are always new people finding this stuff. There are always people struggling. Do not assume that these people have been reading Eric Cressy's articles since you know 2010 and understand shoulder mechanics and training to that extent, right? They're not. Mm -hmm. And and I also think like like okay like for example like you'll I say things that other people have said like what we all do but like people will resonate with you the individual right like and like just but over stupid stuff and like just maybe the way I communicate and, and also people won't like the way I communicate like I had somebody yesterday leave a comment and they were like you curse too much which I didn't even curse in that post but they were like you curse too much and like. I was like, oh, I don't think I curse enough. I was like, I probably should curse more, right? They don't but, like that you took your shirt off or they don't like your beard, right? right? Like, I, yeah. I see this. And, and, shit, but right? it's like, but some people love it, right? And the amount of people who, every single time, the amount of people who are like, Eric, you better cuss more. I love it when you do that. Like they'll, and like today, for example, I made a post like, you know, weekend calorie cycling. Hey, if you have less calories during the week, maybe a bit more in the weekend. But I said, don't eat like a degenerate. And if you go in the comment section already, it's like, oh, that's so fucking funny. I love you said that. And it's like, the way you say it and the way you present it, like it, I'm the way I do it is a, a bit different from Jordan or a bit different from Sohi or, or anybody else. It's like, it's me. Right. So it's like, just say the shit you want to say it. And like the way you say it and be authentic to you. And like, people will resonate with that because there's people who resonate with Jordan more or this person more or that person more. And that's, there's so many people that's fine. You know what I mean? Like just be you and the people who resonate with you will, will come and they will be so appreciative of that. Like the amount of people who they like, message me, they're like, I followed you because you cuss or I followed you because you're loud or because you had no shirt or this, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, just be your fucking self and do your thing. And the rest will fall in place. 
Absolutely. And you know what, you're not copying anybody else as much as Jordan has been an influence on you. You know, you're not copying his media, you've got your own voice, you got your own style, and you can deliver the same concept. But with in your own words, your own way, we're afraid we're going to plagiarize something that someone said, well, shit, do not actually plagiarize. I don't know if anybody follows John Goodman, a, a big account, I think it was in Spanish, million followers had plagiarized one of his posts and, wow. and you know, uh, translated into Spanish. And so like, we're all, we're all tagging, whatever. I mean, there's only so much you can do. It isn't going to change much. And we can't get burned out about this thing, but like, please guys don't actually plagiarize, but do not be afraid to take a concept that someone else has talked about and find your words, your voice, your style. It'll resonate with people. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Well, that's been a lot and your energy is going to like, is going to radiate with people. So I really re resonate with people. I hope that they go and follow you. So where can they find your social media? We talked a lot about it and any of, the, any of your other resources. Yeah. So just all across the board, honestly, if you just Google Eric Roberts fitness, all should come up, but on Instagram, uh, Eric Roberts fitness, TikTok, Eric Roberts fitness website, Eric Roberts fitness.com YouTube. probably just type my name, Eric Roberts, Eric Roberts, maybe fitness, who knows? Um, and then uh podcast is just Eric Roberts fitness podcast. You're, you're going to get a lot of like this, this older actor right, from Hollywood. Yeah, so, probably. probably yeah. 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 So you're, you're, it, you're the second most famous Eric Roberts that I'm aware of. I will, I will work to be the first. How about that? I will work my butt off to be the first. Well, you've got a larger, probably a larger TikTok follow that he does anyway. I doubt he's probably actually. Yeah. yeah. But he's in movies and stuff. So I gotta, you know, I got, I got time though. I got time. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if I get there. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, Eric, it's been a real pleasure to chat, uh, hang out. We'll chat off air a little bit. Uh, everybody else go follow what Eric is doing. If you are finding me and my podcast, my media for the first time through Eric's media, well, I've got to earn people sticking around a little bit. Uh, check out some of the episodes I've had with Susan Ebergall. Jordan's side has done a few. And then there are 70, well, this is what, 78. So there's 78 in this format and 150 under the old format with my co-host, Dean, who had to leave because his wife had a baby and they have, you know, he's, he's got his priorities. But he's a lot of fun. So there's a long library of the who's who of the fitness industry in my repertoire. But I've got to earn the subscription if you like how this was. So meanwhile, everybody else go follow Eric. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, next episode will be my pal, Nick Lamb. So thank you.